You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, rambunctious, regal riddlers and rattlers. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 116. And of course, I'm your humble host, Karen. We are your quintessential quizzical quartet of qualified, quotable questioners. Mm. Yeah. I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. Okay, so guys, I have a I have a question. Yes. What? Last time we had the World Cup, we had Paul the Octopus. Yeah. That was the, I don't know how you describe psychic. it. Psychic. Psychic octopus. Prog- that, yeah. Prognosticator. That it predicted the World Cup victors or or of different matches how did it do it like they gave him two flags or something he chose um, one yeah Magic. yeah i think i think there was food in two boxes and he would choose the two boxes <laughs> was it i thought yeah it was, there were flags he was motivated to open one of the boxes somehow and yeah. one of them is assigned to a country and he was uncannily accurate mm-hmm. for like a couple of matches straight and Colin, you said he passed away. He did. Paul the octopus died. Um, I'm not sure what the lifespan of an, of your average <laughs> octopode is. <laughs> That's when you're a psychic, though. Uh, that puts a lot of stress yeah, on yeah, your it's true. brain. It's true. Eating yeah. those little flags probably yeah. not good. For just the you know the the yeah. Uh, yeah, just you know the joys yeah. of nations riding on your on yeah. your many shoulders right, right, on your right. many <laughs> shoulders. <laughs> yeah, it's a heavy burden. Yeah, exactly. They had a no. It was just it was just flag poisoning. Flag poisoning. Your poison flags. I think they did a google doodle for him actually oh. they had a little, little octopus with a halo like oh. looking down from above one halo yeah but don't fret you guys this year for the world cup we have another psychic animal and it is a clam Sure. His name is Cl- it. Sorry, its name is Clam. 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 The Clam. Clam. The Psychic Clam. It's pretty oh, okay. on the nose. Psychic Clam. I'm not sure uh, how it predicts which country will win. Uh, I think it's it comes out of shell. I'm not sure, but it already eerily predicted um, a couple of wins. Yes. And uh, as of right as of this week, as we yeah. sit here recording, it yeah. has predicted that the U.S. will uh, beat Portugal. Oh, well. So we shall see. Pardon me while I bet all my money on on it. <laughs> By the time the show airs, the clam will look pretty smart or pretty dumb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I still don't get how it's predicting. Though. It kind of like sticks out its clamminess. <laughs> clam head? <laughs> clam tongue? Is it a tongue? Is it a tongue? Or a body? Is it a pod? Is it, yeah. Hmm. It right. sticks out sort of the, you know, the business end of the clam. It's, yeah. <laughs> the business end. <laughs> sure. And what? And then it, what? And then like, it, yeah, it chooses it between like two flags. Yeah. Oh, really? So yeah, okay. pretty soon there'll be the little clam with the halo on the Google. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The flag poisoning. <laughs> they really gotta get on top like, of it. <laughs> What a weird thing. I don't know. Why, why are people obsessed with like weird animals, psychic animals without bones? Anyway. Anyways. All right. Without further ado, let's jump into our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hot Shot. Here I have a random trivial pursuit card and you guys have your morning zoo radio buzzers. Here we go. Let's answer some questions. Blue Edge for geography. What country is home to the dingo fence? Colin. Uh, Australia? Correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not, Not a trick, trick. question. Yeah. Not a trick. The note here says, the fence was built to protect sheep herds in the southeast from wild dogs. Huh. Or huh. dingoes. Or dingoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dingo fence. It really, yeah, mm-hmm. literally it's the fence for dingoes. 
Pink Wedge for Pop Culture. Who sang Lost in Love, All Out of Love, The One That You Love, and <laughs> Making Love Out of Nothing at All? Uh, Chris. This was Air Supply. Correct. Yes. Air Supply. Yes. Yellow Wedge. What two Italian immigrants were executed in 1927 after a notoriously biased murder trial in Massachusetts? Oh, oh Dana. Sacco and Vanzetti? Yes! Good job. All right. Purple Wedge. What everyday object did Marcel Duchamp submit to a 1917 exhibition with the title Fountain? <laughs> uh, Colin. Uh, this was a urinal. Correct. All right, Green Wedge for science. What word is both a shade of blue and a make of compact car? A make of compact car. Uh, You'll get there. Yeah. um, Sky, Azure, Navy, um, Cyan. Uh, I feel like we're going to feel really dumb. Navy. Starts with a C. Oh. Uh, uh, cobalt. Correct. Oh, oh, yes. You guys do. You guys know Sacco and Vanzetti. And, and they, <laughs> never heard of. Word never of heard of cobalt. Well, all right. Last question. The Orange car. wedge. How many rolls yield a seven with a standard pair of dice? Oh, how many different rolls? It just says how many rolls. Oh, three. Incorrect. What? They mean like every combination. So one, six, two, five. Yeah. Three, four. Oh. Yeah. Right. Right. So is that then four, three, five, two, one, six? So, so it's, it depends six? on if they, it depends on if they're counting well, four, three, and three, three, four. I think they're looking for twelve. They're looking for six. 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 Oh, okay. So they're looking for three on each dice. Yeah. One, six, six two, one, five, yeah. three, four. Four three five two, five, two. yeah okay, okay. All right. six one six right, right. Okay. the odds that's are okay. that's, <laughs> a bold, that's a bold yeah, sure. question right. <laughs> well good job brains cool <laughs> I, guess. <laughs> I guess today's episode is solely based and uh, designed around Chris's experience uh, Chris last week went to the press junket or the press opening mm-hmm. of uh, the new part of a. Uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Park yes. in Orlando, Florida. Yes. The Diagon Alley New Edition. So this week we're going to talk about amusement park attractions, roller coaster, food, uh, culture, and of course uh, Chris's special report back from the new Harry Potter Park. So everybody strap in! Yeah, so I went to the Diagon Alley expansion of the Harry Potter, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Now, Karen, you and I had gone to the original opening, and that was the original Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and uh, now four years later they have opened a new expansion. It is in a different park. So if you're, like, familiar with, like, Disneyland and California Adventure, how there's two separate parks and you have to buy a ticket, let you go back and forth, you have to do that. Two for this because uh, Hogsmeade and Hogwarts are all in Islands of Adventure in Universal Studios. And then Universal Studios Florida, the official name of the park, has the Diagon Alley part. And they're far away from each other. <laughs> and how do you ride from London to Hogwarts? Well, of course, you take the Hogwarts Express. Whoa! And so they have built out this facade of real world London. So they've got King's Cross Station. 
you go into King's Cross Station and it is just, it looks like a London train station at first. And all the people working in there are just sort of playing the part of like, we work at a regular old train station. And so then you kind of wander, you know, up the platforms in the train station. And then before you get to the Hogwarts Express, they have set up this whole thing where you get to walk through the platform, the nine and three quarters platform between nine and ten. You walk through the wall. You and do? They, they've set, they, they How do. do they do it? So they have set up a sort of mirror illusion uh. so that the line sort of curves around. And as you're curving around in line, you see all the people in front of you. And they're all walking through the wall Whoa. as far as you can see <laughs> because they've kind of set up the mirror so that you see the person and you see a wall and they're sort of blending together. When you get up there, it's just a, it's a passageway. Um, but someone's but like, watching you. And then someone's watching like... you. And then, of course, you can take pictures of, you know, people. You can take pictures of yourself walking through the wall. It looks really good. They've done a really good job, like, creating that illusion for you. And then you can ride the Hogwarts Express, and that in and of itself is, like, an experience because you you have your own private car. They have, like, domed screens on the windows, so they play a video. Because or what you would be looking at is, like, the back lot of Universal <laughs> right, Studios. Right, right, right. Yeah. Really breaks the illusion. And, right, yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes there's nothing much happening on the video screen. That's when, on the other side... They actually, it looks like you have, like, frosted glass doors on your car. And what you will see is the shadows of Harry and Ron and Hermione and people walking by and having conversations. As if you're, like, really (laughs) taking the Hogwarts Express and other students are passing by. So So that in itself is a ride, pretty much. Totally is. Yep. Absolutely an experience to take that. And then that would drop you off the other side of the park. Diagon Alley itself is, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, like, more elaborate. The building are so tall that you can't see anything other than Diagon Alley. So, you're so really Chris, in there. I, want, I, want yeah. you, I want you to pretend like I've never read the book. Oh, okay. Um, which <laughs> which is pretty easy for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what is Diagon Alley in Di- the book? Diagon Alley is a wizards-only shopping street okay. that is hidden in London. Okay. okay. And so it's perfect for the amusement park because, of course fundamentally they're trying to sell you things there and that really is what Diagon Alley is for. It's like it's where it's where all the Hogwarts kids go to buy their school supplies. Got it. Wands for sale and Hogwarts robes and of course you can buy all this stuff and Quidditch gear. So it's already buy... built around commerce. Oh yeah. yes. Oh yeah. very much so. You can buy all of your Quidditch balls and uh Quidditch you can actually buy Weasley sweaters. The, the looking like the hand knit sweaters that Mrs. Oh, Weasley, Weasley makes for makes Harry and Ron. Oh, yes, you can go to Florian Fortescue's ice cream parlor and get butter beer ice cream, and of course you can get butter beer, and you can get special like actual beer. Butter beer is non alcoholic, but then they do have actual alcoholic beers that they sell there <laughs> that are that are specific to to even to Diagon Alley. There's like Wizard's Brew, which is a stout. And Dragon Scale, which is a lager, and Amstel Light, which is, <laughs> which is Amstel Light. And Amstel Light. And Amstel Light. So the big question is, yeah. for me, yeah. not only is it a, a place of commerce, mm-hmm. but they actually do have a ride there. There is a ride. And that's in the bank. It's in the bank. It's the Escape from Gringotts, the bank uh, of Harry Potter. Yep. Once you probably wait through the five-hour line of people outside of it, you know, once you get into the lobby, they've just got rows and rows as if you're in an old-timey bank with the bank tellers, but they're all animatronic goblins. Mm-hmm. And they don't interact with you. The one up at the front talks to people, and then the other ones just are just busy at their work, but they're super creepy because they're <laughs> really lifelike and incredibly kind of realistic. You know, there's other line experiences, and there's little story things snippets of telling you like what you're doing because while you're trying to open an account at Gringotts uh, that's when it's set 
at the very end of the books when uh, Harry and Ron and Hermione are breaking into the bank to try to steal a certain magical object. Um, but you're there by yourself. You're, you're there. there on the premise of I'm opening an account. Exactly. It just so happens it's the day yep. that And they're going to the take you on a tour up. of the vaults, but it all goes wrong. And it's not as, I mean, you went on the other Harry Potter ride with me, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. Yeah, in which, the castle. Which, like, flips you almost upside down. Yeah. Not completely upside down, but it... it things it, come it, out of your pockets. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it, it inverts like, you to the no, point that no, things no. can fall out of your pockets, for sure. So all that stuff um, doesn't gringots. And this new ride does not do any... Does not do very much sort of changing of your position. It sort of rotates you around a lot. Uh, but the height requirement mm. is smaller, so more younger kids can go on gringots. But it's pretty thrilling. It is crazy in mm. terms of what they're doing te- technology-wise, because, like, a lot of it is kind of like these massive, massive screens that just sort of envelop, like, you know, it, like, encircle you. So, you, and you're wearing 3D glasses, so you're really feeling like all this stuff is kind of happening in front of your face, even though it's on these sort of, like, huge screens. We've all been on, like, motion simulation rides. There's a big yeah. screen, and the cart's just moving a little bit in front of it. Like, right. this thing is on, like, a roller coaster-type track, so it really is moving around. Mm. Um, and there's one point at which it actually does drop you, and then the next time, yeah. and then the next time, when it's fake dropping you, when it's just sort of leaning the cart forward and, like, showing you a screen of you falling with the ground rushing up at you, it's like you believe it more because uh, they've already dropped for you. real dropped you. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like, am I am I falling? What's going on? <laughs> I'm not really sure. I love roller coasters. <laughs> so yeah, this is not as dramatic as a roller but coaster. Just but just like, yeah. I think for me, I mean, we've all been on roller coasters, either wooden or steel. And then, you know, for a while they change it like, oh, you're, you're sitting down or you're yeah. lying down. You're and suspended. That's how they, or yeah, they kind of yeah. change it up. But yeah. now this is like a new age of attractions where they're combining either 3D or screen technology with roller coaster, yep. with swiveling, with animatronics. It's just all of this kind of combined together just blows my mind, right, the technology right, right. of it. Remember, this ride is very new. It's lots of moving parts, and the park's not open yet. It's not opening until July 8th. We were almost at the end of it, and it all shut down. There was a door that we had to go through that only opened partway. Uh. And if, if we had gone through, there would have been bad. So they had to shut the whole thing down and then sort of move the door back into place and move it out of the way again and make sure everything was perfect before they started the write-up again. And we were, we were stuck in the dark because all the screens shut off. 15 minutes. Oh, my God. With no real understanding of, like, what is the problem and, like, what's going on. <laughs> and everybody puked. was in back of us. Yeah. But yeah. Helena Bonham Carter and Tim Burton were in the ride with us. <laughs> so they... I don't think they were thrilled about. Hey, this is why you have a soft opening. That's right. That's right. That's the the it's the preview. Yep. The scariest thing was when they started the ride again. They didn't like start it off slowly. Like when the ride starts again, it just starts again. (laughs) Yes. So basically, we were supposed to go through this tiny little door that we had not gone through, and there was just pure blackness back there. And they were like, "Attention." The ride will begin imminently, you know? And then it was just like, <laughs> went from zero to a million miles per hour in a second on a into broken ride. Black. Blast, yes, into pitch blackness. And there's no lights and there's no projections in there. And of course, the car whirls and spins around. So I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna get splattered all over the Harry Potter ride. I love you, Helena Bottom Carter. <laughs> I'm the writer who lived. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I love roller coasters. I mm. love 
thrill rides. I love all of that stuff. I am, I try to go out of my way to experience all the, the new coasters. Yeah. So definitely Disney parks are my kind of mainstays, but I've also been to Great America in Jackson, New Jersey. Uh-huh. There's the Batman ride, which was the first one I remember as a kid that I rode on that was like the sitting down with their legs dangling yeah, on a yeah, coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. When I was studying in Pittsburgh at Carnegie Mellon, I would take the four-hour bus ride to Cedar Point, Ohio, <laughs> which is the the roller coaster capital. Um, hmm. They have so yeah. many from old wooden ones to new ones. Millennium Force was a good one. Uh, hmm. There's also Kennywood, um, Universal, definitely. I mean, the Hogwarts Castle ride is one of the best rides yeah. in terms of like not like just roller coaster, but just overall. Uh, I love Radiator Springs, which is the new cars, yeah. mm-hmm. the cars ride. Tower of Terror in Disneyland, Disney World is my probably most favorite. That's it's a free fall. fun. That's a yeah. free fall. Yeah. No, we went on Tower of Terror and like, I didn't, no know, idea? I didn't what? know what it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know something is going to happen and it's just, as they're, I'm like, oh, okay. I think they're going <laughs> to drop me, you know, yeah. but like, I really didn't know at the beginning, like what was actually going to happen. Yeah. I didn't see the people screaming at the top of the building. And yeah, I heard them. Yeah. <laughs> I've been on free falls. I've been on like steel coasters upside down. Oh, uh, SeaWorld Orlando had a really great one called the Manta where you're lying down on the car and it goes through the tracks and so you're pretty much your your whole body is is like flat and oh, you're face down like superman yes but the scariest ride that I've ever been on it's defunct now it was in uh Disney World in Magic Kingdom in mm-hmm. Tomorrowland and it was there really? in the 90s it was the old mission to mars and oh. they changed it and what was called was extra terror restorial. Huh. Extra terror restorial. Uh, and it's, yeah. Alien okay. encounter. And the premise of the ride is it's not a ride. Mm-hmm. You sit in a circular auditorium, basically. Every, every row is like a concentric circle. And when you sit down, you get strapped down with roller coaster like safety yeah. things. You okay. have like a seatbelt and you have like an over bar. the shoulder thing. And I'm, as a kid, I was like, oh, are we going to move? But mm-hmm. there is no moving in this ride. So the, the whole story is this company called XS Tech is doing an open house because they perfected like a, some sort of teleportation technology. <laughs> and in the middle of the auditorium is like this tube and they, uh, teleported in an alien by accident. Um, and mm-hmm. the alien is kind of like an alien xenomorph. It's a dangerous alien. The alien escapes. The power goes on and off. And then you see shattered glass like in the middle of the tube. You're like, oh, no, the <laughs> alien's somewhere. It's all mood-based. It's all sensory. It's kind of dark. In your seats, they have a very separated stereo speakers. And a lot of the audio is it's called binaural sound where they record using two microphones instead of one. Uh So it gives you a 3D uh, feeling when Mm. you're listening to sound. You actually can can sense if people are close to you, walking around you. It was done so well. Even really subtle heartbeats or subtle like uh, uh, aliens moving around, like uh, like the the footsteps, you kind of can 
feel the vibrations <laughs> through the ground. And there's this, uh, kind of the climax is the alien is behind you, but you can't move. You're stuck in the seat <laughs> and you can feel it breathing and drooling on your neck. And it was all done by the, the seats. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've been on <laughs> speed rides. I've been on falling rides. I was crying and I wanted to leave. I know it's fake. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah. it's, it was so scary and so realistic, so well done. Wow. It's not like some of the rides where you go watch it like a 3D movie and they spritz water on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it was gross. It was scary. Um, the alien actually kills the electrician and when, and the electrician like screams like, ah, it's dark. They splatter water on your face to simulate blood. This sounds really intense <laughs> for a it, Disney, it for a Disney ride. This is why they, after a couple <laughs> years, <laughs> super intense. Um, I think it really went, Against the grain that all Disney rides. I mean, they kind of have a, like a G and PG rule. <laughs> yeah. This was not was this psychological was, horror. Yeah. This, I still have nightmares about it. It's just so, especially the binaural. It's like sometimes when you get your hair cut and you, you feel the scissors a little bit close and you yeah. hear it. Yeah. And it chills down your spine. Right, yeah. It's like that. And we've talked about Disney and Lucas before. This did have some sort of a Lucas tie-in too. Oh. So when they did a preview of it, it was a very tamed version. Michael Eisner, the then Disney CEO, was like, no, this is too tame, not intense enough, like, turn yeah. it up to 11, which they did. Mm-hmm. Lucas had his plan for it because they did ask Lucas to come in and, and maybe, like, a consultation or, or whatever. And he had his idea, which was a, even scarier in a way, kind of Twilight Zone-y. Um, it just didn't really work because it was too complicated of a story to tell. Um, in the waiting area, they had like comical robots and they would joke. And so, you know, as a kid, I was like, oh, haha, I'm just going on a space ride. Mm-hmm. And then like all of a sudden someone's killed in front of me. And- That's how I felt about the movie Event Horizon. Like I had no idea it was horror. I was like, oh, it's going to be space. And then at the end, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> It's so scary. It's so, scary. so there you go. Some, wow, you have an fame. extensive, yeah. I can tell yeah. we just sort of scratched the surface oh, there. I love it. <laughs> I'll, I'll go on any ride. I have a challenge for you. I'm sure you're going to be up to it. Um, okay. I have a quiz for you guys. It's called Roller Coaster or Heavy Metal Album Name. Oh. Yeah. Uh. It's going to work like this. If you think this is a roller coaster, put your thumb up. Thumbs up. And if it's a heavy metal album name, Thumbs do up. the, the rock oh, double horns. Double horns. Yeah. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. You at home should try it, unless okay. you're driving. Don't mm-hmm. yeah, do don't it when it. you're driving. All right, the afterburn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, all right, this, is, okay. this is already. All right, um, Colin, Chris say roller coaster. Karen says album. It is a roller coaster yeah! at, at Carol wins. How about antelope? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Karen and Chris say roller coaster. Colin says album. It is a roller coaster. Yeah. And it's also the name of a band. So ah. you're not wrong. But that's why it's album. Got I'm looking it. specifically for albums. Okay. How about Rust in Peace? Rust <laughs> mm-hmm. in Peace. Rust in Peace. That's too extreme. Album. Everybody says album. It's an album. Okay. Ooh, thank goodness. The Megadeth album. Okay. I wouldn't ride that roller coaster. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Tetanus and death. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Black Mamba. Oh. Mm. Oh. Is there a both? Everybody says ride. It's a ride. It's also a band. Okay. The name of a band. I couldn't find an album with like that I've name. Yeah. Black Mamba. <laughs> I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. How about two... F- <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry. How about too fast for love? Too <laughs> fast for love. That that, that would that's... be a great roller coaster name, but I gotta go with album. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody says album. It's an album. Okay. It's like a classic tunnel of love ride, but like extreme. Yeah. How about Hall of the Mountain King? Oh. Hall of the Mountain King. Okay, so Karen says roller coaster. Colin and Chris say album. It's an album. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How about Buzzsaw? Oh. oh, this could be, man, this could so easily be both. Yeah. The thing with roller coaster naming, like, how far is too far? Right. When it yeah. invokes, like, some sort of horrible death, it's like, oh, that's too far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our lawyers advised us against this one. But this one, I feel like, buzzsaw, is a buzzsaw. Feel Everybody like says rotating. roller coaster. It is a roller coaster. Yeah, a dream world. How about massive killing capacity? <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really hope yeah, we're right. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> he says heavy metal. Yes, it's a metal album. <laughs> see that above a roller coaster. You can kill so many people. Yeah. How about Steel Dragon? Mm. Now that's tough. Steel Dragon, Steel Dragon. All right, I'm not going to overthink. I'm not yeah, going to overthink. Yeah, yeah, Everybody yeah. says roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. All right. But what about British Steel? British steel. British steel. Steel. Uh, Karen says roller coaster. Colin Chris say album. It's an album. No. But what about Steel Hog? And Hog is spelled H A W G. Steel Hog. Steel Hog. Yeah. I don't know anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem with these quizzes. You stop being able to tell what's yeah. what's real, what's not anymore. Uh, Karen says, album, Colin, Chris say roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. Wow. Ride yes. the steel hog. hog. Is it somewhere hog. in the hog. south? Hog. Indiana Beach. Hog. How about hog. a destroyer? Destroyer? <laughs> yeah. Colin and Chris well, say album. I, oh, Karen says roller opposite. coaster. It's an album. Ah, Last one. Far. The Dominator. Oh. <laughs> Dominator. Oh. Dominator. Everybody says roller coaster. It is roller coaster. It's also an album. Oh, hey. Hey. All right. Good job. Dominate okay, destroy not okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Massive killing capacity <laughs> right out. Oh. No. Yeah. So I found out something, not to bring this party down, but something that kind of depressed me. Okay. Um, uh, one of my favorite parts of Disneyland is, of course, Billy Hill and the Hillbillies. Oh, yeah. They're not the, there anymore. They're not there anymore. Yeah. No, Disney I got rid of last. They uh, retired. Oh, you did? Yeah, I went to their last performance. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for, for the non-Disney people. Yeah. They're like a... a Con- they're, they're a jug band. Yeah. They're like a, they're like okay. a throwback you know, country band. They're not the Bears. They're not the Bears. They're, they're, okay. the, real, they're the real people. Okay. And they okay. sometimes play at like Thunder Mountain... The barbecue. What is it? The, the barbecue yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Right. Oh, man. There's this one... This guy's name is... And I looked it up to find it out because he was my favorite Disneyland person. Whistling Rick Story. That's his actual name. Uh, well, I mean, not Whistling, but you know, Rick Story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, uh, yeah. but he's, he's the guy. I mean, if you've been to Disneyland, like he plays the banjo and he whistles like incredibly well and he sings and he's really good. So anyway, Knott's Berry Farm hired these guys. Oh, ah. that makes sense. So, and now they're called, I think they're called like, um, 
Crazy Kirk and the Hillbillies, <laughs> and, they, and so now they're working over at Knott's Berry Farm. So if you want to go see them, that's where you can go. <laughs> the new right Hillbilly area, yeah. But I got <laughs> the to, new Hillbilly experience. <laughs> I got to thinking about, um, you know, stuff that used to be at Disneyland, and I was kind of looking at, you know, oh, well, what you know attractions used to be at Disneyland and are no longer there. And I discovered something really interesting. So there was, um, for the first like 10, 11 years of Disneyland, there was a little store called the Art Corner. And it was in Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of information on the web about it, but there is a great extensive blog post at a blog called 2719 Hyperion. So check that out. And that's, that's where I got a lot of this because there wasn't really that much else. In Tomorrowland in 1955, when Disneyland opened, basically it was a store that sold postcards, flip books, art supplies, how to draw Disney characters books that actually they reprinted the actual, like the models that the Disney artists Ah. would use for Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. The art corner also sold cells. It sold original cells from animated Disney productions. Oh, not, not the kind of recreated or no, the actual cells. For how much? Well, I'll get to that. Um, so the, now cells at this point and certainly prior to this, they weren't really valued by Disney or any of the animation houses. In fact, like it used to be because the sheets of acetate that they would, you know, paint the cells on were expensive. Yeah. They, after the film was oh, finished, clean it up. they'd wash them. Yeah. They would they would put paint remover Recycle. on them and wash them and use them again and again and again for more cartoons. And then eventually, when money became less tight and the acetate became cheaper, they didn't reuse them. They just threw them in the dumpster. Wow. Mm-hmm. They just threw them out. Uh, and so the guy who was placed in charge of the retail part of Disneyland, who was basically tasked with like, okay, figure out what is the retail presence at Disneyland going to be, he realized, you know, to his credit, like, we're chucking stuff in the dumpster on a daily basis that we could sell. Oh, like, yeah. these are products mm-hmm. we could just set out at Disneyland. People, of course, but they would buy these. Yeah, because part we, of Disney history. Yeah, we'd, well, we just put it up as like, you know, it's a... A cool you know, art it's thing. A, right. It's, yeah. it's an, it's a Disney original. It's an original. It's not a reproduction. It is a piece of art that was really used in the making of a Disney film. And... They did, and they sold them anywhere from on the low end one dollar to five dollars. Now oh. that now that today that's like selling them from ten dollars to fifty dollars or thereabouts, which still would be yeah. super cheap. So they're not ten bucks today is not a terrible price to pay for a souvenir. But like you could go in there and they had a shipping service. So if you wanted to have get souvenirs for people and then send them to them. Mm. Like, you just get them, and then they would just put it in an envelope and mail it out for you right from the art corner. Wow. Mm-hmm. They would cut them down to size so they would fit in a small, like a smaller mat, uh-huh. and then they'd mix them together randomly. So, like, somebody says that he has one that is Mary Poppins with Donald Duck <laughs> on a background from Paul Bunyan. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they would just yeah. take the cells and just layer them on top of each them. other and just sandwich them, but <laughs> uh-huh. randomly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then that, uh, that's where it seems yeah. a little half-assed to me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna really? say it yeah. really like, was. Yeah, it seems like an art project. Yeah. Like somebody's yeah. like, I'm gonna make a nice picture yeah. for you. Well, because there's no right. thought yeah. of we need yeah. to preserve gonna these. Gonna recontextualize like, this Donald Duck. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Yeah. Um, it's about um man and nature. And so that's why there's Mary Poppins and right. Donald Duck. Yeah, and, and he has no yeah. pants. 
But, you know, Disney historians believe that the art corner, um, which would operated until 1966, that, you know, that is a key reason why, like, the cells we have today are even out there mm. in the first place. Like, it, it played a major role in preserving all of that stuff because wow. Disney was like, ah, we'll Just make a away. buck on these. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Would be great if they still operated an art corner in Disneyland and sold your original cells for $10, no but way. no, oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. They don't yeah. even use, we don't even use cells anymore. Oh, you know, no. That's, that's why. Right, exactly. No yeah. Like, they sold Lady and the Tramp cells <gasps> in Disneyland. Bit by bit for by bit by bit. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Wow. And those, I mean, those have to be thousands and thousands of dollars. You know, actually, the ones, because they, they did actually sell a lot of these things because, mm. you know, they were a cheap souvenir. So, um, they, I mean, it does depend on, like, you know, if you want to get something that's like iconic characters in an amazing looking pose that's really from the movie, yeah, you'll probably pay four figures. But, you know, you can still buy some of these for like anywhere between 100, 200 on the low end wow. for, uh, for some If you're willing to settle and for like course, a dopey instead of a Snow White. Or- <laughs> right. Or even um, an even more minor character than that, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We were considering, oh man, there was a cell of Robin Hood and Maid Marian like walking off out of the forest oh. together. Yeah. And, and my my wife and I were just like, oh, should we buy this? It's like $2,000. Oh. It's like, <laughs> no, because we love Robin Hood. That was one of the first, you know, when we first started dating, she didn't have Robin Hood on, on DVD, and um, and neither did I, and we we bought it for each other. Oh. We ac- yeah, we both accidentally bought it, you know, for like the girl. Yeah. But, but, but not, but we didn't lose anything. No, yeah. We just lost $10. <laughs> I got <Right>. your <laughs> <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Good Job Brain. Smooth puzzles. Smart trivia. Good Job Brain. We're back. You're listening to Good Job, Brandon. This week, we're talking about amusement parks. Yes. Well, I have assembled for you guys a grab bag general trivia quiz about amusement parks and the rides and the foods and the things that are in them. So. <laughs> we got to get our buzzers ready? Uh, yes, please. Get All your right. buzzers ready. Karen, you lived in Denmark, right? For yes. a little while. So you may have a leg up on this question. All right. The mm-hmm. oldest continually operating amusement park in the world is in Copenhagen, Denmark. Mm-hmm. Tell me, did it open in 1883, oh. 1783, 1683, or 1583? 
Chris. 1683. Incorrect. Dang. Dana. 1583. 1583. Wow. Holy cow. Yes. Was it just like two like pieces park. of wood and a rock? <laughs> they hadn't even invented fun yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a park for the first hundred years. Uh, the Dyerhavsbakken, or just Bakken, I guess locally known, uh, oldest, yeah, continual operating park in the world. So originally it started off as like a, uh, a natural springs, like a health and sort of wellness and revitalization spot. And then just, you know, as a place that drew a lot of visitors and yeah. tourists, slowly over time there were, you know, crafts and entertainment and rides like and things like that. Right. Wow. And uh, it has been operating in some form or another for hundreds of years now. Yes. And they are still quite popular from everything that I have read on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Six Flags yes. Amusement Parks is the largest amusement park company in the world. Uh, oh. They have 18 properties in North America. Tell me where... Does the name Six Flags come from? Oh, man. I read this once before. What are the Six mm. Flags? Karen. I think it's one flag for every continent. Not a bad guess. Uh, except for Antarctica. That is incorrect. Okay. Incorrect. I'll give you a little bit of a clue here. The The original park uh, from which the chain now takes its names was Six Flags Over Texas. Yeah. Which opened in 1961. The Six Flags and Six Flags are the flags of the six nations that governed over Texas in Texas's oh, history. Okay. So France, Spain, Mexico, the Republic of Texas, the Confederate States of America, and finally, the United States of America. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it gets a little political there. Yeah. Towards the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. More so toward the end. You're right. What modern amusement park ride is the descendant of cavalry training for knights in the Middle Ages? Cavalry training? Like for riding knights. on horses? <laughs> right. uh -huh. Oh. Chris. The, the merry-go-round? Yes. Oh. Yes. The, the merry-go-round or the carousel. Uh -huh. uh, in fact, the word carousel uh, goes back to at least the 1600s, if not earlier. It's related to the French word carousel, a tilting match, and the Italian and Spanish words garosella or carosella, meaning little battle. Huh. Uh, and so because the, you used to, you used to like ride the merry-go-rounds and like try to catch a brass ring or something like that, yep. right? So, yep, I mean, it was that's right. It was a game of skill. You're right. Skill it was a game of skill and court. Nation. Um, it was an old practice for knights to gallop in circles and, you know, toss objects or grab objects as they were going. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, the carousel was introduced to Europe around the time of the Crusades, and it goes back centuries wow. to Turkish and Arabian horsemen. And it was like basically a mock enemy training simulator. Wow. Yeah. So, and it's like the dippiest, like, you know, <laughs> like, ch most childlike ride. And it was originally used to pretend to kill people. Little battle. Yeah. What is the claim to fame of the Takabisha roller coaster in Fuji-Q Highland Amusement Park oh, in Japan? Claim the, the Fuji-Q roller coasters are said to be pretty sick. Isn't it ta so. Taka tall? Or yes. Dana. It inverts you the most times? Chris? What is It's called the Takamichi? Takabisha. Takabisha? So tall. Tall. Is it the tallest roller coaster? Is it the highest it's drop? got most inverted, highest drop. Yeah. Karen, want to take a guess? Oh, you're saying highest drop. Uh, I mean, you guys are all dancing around the right most, thing here. Most, yeah. uh, longest, zero G. Okay. Uh, you were all close. It is the steepest okay. drop of oh, any roller okay. coaster in the world. Okay. 
Now, it took me a while to get my to wrap my mind around this. It has a drop of 121 degrees. Mm-hmm. So, meaning it's past 90 degrees. Whoa! So, 90 degrees oh. would be straight down. Oh. Yeah. This is actually inverts, inverted a little bit. Concave. So, you are actually upside down relative to the steep drop. Oh. Whoa! Wow. Yes. Yeah, that is intense. a sensation I have. How not. could we get any steeper? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we yeah. can. Okay. <laughs> You're just going to come all the way back around eventually. Actually, right. right. Rye Playland in Rye in New York State is one of the oldest amusement parks in the U.S. Uh, I've been there. It's quite charming. It was featured prominently in what movie from 1988? Karen. Oh. Big. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yes. I was going to say Warriors, and I remember that was Coney Island. Oh, I love the way you're thinking, though. But Big. Yeah, Big. Uh, yeah. It's substituted for the Seapoint Park, uh, which at the end of the movie is where Josh finds the Zoltar, Zoltar. the Magnificent, to uh, yeah to undo his previous wish. Uh, it's been in a lot of movies, actually. It was in Muppets Take Manhattan. It was in Fatal Attraction. It's hmm. it's very it's very scenic. Like it's it's what you think of when you think old timey amusement park. Yeah, cool. Yeah, very charming. Is the Gray Zoltar still there? No, that was uh, just for the movie. Oh, they should have. Oh, they yeah. should have built one. And it they doesn't actually a... grant your wishes, though. It oh, will not yeah. actually make you but... an adult. In a 2005 survey by the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions, mm-hmm. amusement park visitors were asked to name their favorite amusement park food. Mm-hmm. Coming out on top with 28% of the vote was what? Dana. Funnel cakes. Yes! Oh, wow! Excellent, yes! It's the best. I agree, I agree. It's my personal favorite. Yeah. What would you say? What are your guys' favorites? I was going to say, well, I mean, I was going to say that people would guess corn dogs. I love corn dogs. So here are the top five. Uh, 28% said funnel cake. Uh, 17% said ice cream. 14% said pizza. 13% said hot dogs. 12% 12% said cotton candy. Those are all things that, I mean, except for cotton candy, the other stuff is like you can buy at home. Yeah. You know, it's not like an yeah. amusement park. Like funnel cake. Pizza. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. really buy at home or make yeah. it. Home. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever had a funnel cake outside the context of a carnival or an yeah. amusement mm-hmm. park or uh, yeah, a fair. All right. Well, good job, guys. Just get your uh, yeah. amusement park palettes wet there. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt. Did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope, never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here, too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. And we have one last segment. So the other thing I love about amusement parks, you kind of mentioned, is the food. <laughs> it's like the best excuse. You're like, I'm having fun. So I'm going to eat some crap yeah, stuff. Uh, yeah. right. Some yep. things that are bad for my health because I'm mm-hmm. on vacation. So here I have a quiz about amusement park 
food mm. and kind of their origin. It comes to no surprise that a lot of this stuff, the origin is disputed, right? You have all these other different fairs saying, I invented this and I invented this. So uh, there are a lot of theories and I'm just saying, I'm just, that's kind of my disclaimer. So first question, get your buzzers ready. In some parts of America, this popular carnival food item is known as a pronto pup. A pronto pup. Corn dog? It is a corn dog. Uh, Corn dog actually had a U.S. patent in 1927. So I'm going to quote part of the patent. It says, when impaled on sticks and dipped in batter, uh, then deep fried in vegetable oil, the resultant food product on a stick for a handle is a clean, wholesome, and tasty refreshment. Wholesome. Well, it's, it's tasty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I will agree. It's, it's tasty. I don't know about clean and wholesome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't eat a corn and be like, wow, I'm so refreshed. This was, this was quite a clean, wholesome meal yeah. I just had. <laughs> more like, oh, like I before a big run, Karen, yeah. you know, just, yeah. So, feel it's like more like, oh, food. Yeah. I hate myself a little bit, but that was delicious. Like I've just like, showered under a waterfall yeah. in the forest. <laughs> 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 Refreshing. You rub the corn dog on your face. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, number two. In one popular origin theory, this aromatic dessert was in part inspired by the Chinese food item known as yo tiao, which literally translates to oily stick. Mm. Churros. Correct. It yeah. is churro. Couple of theories, but one of the theories is a lot of uh, explorers who went to China and saw Yotiao, which is a more of a breakfast food item. It's more savory. It mm-hmm. really literally is just a fried, pulled, long stick of dough. Mm. Um, but it's not really seasoned. Um, so when they brought it back, the theory goes, they made it into a dessert. They would sprinkle mm. sugar on it. And they didn't really get the pulling right. They just kind of extruded out of a, a star-shaped die. Okay. So it has that, that funny shape. All right. Uh, this snack first debuted in Disneyland. They were made at the Casa de Fritos restaurant in Anaheim, California. Uh, Fritos, right? No. No. Or nachos. Another brand name. Oh, Doritos? Doritos. That's right. Doritos. Uh, we talked about this we invented in Disneyland. Uh, the restaurant basically used uh, extra tortillas they had, uh, cut them up, and then fried them, seasoned them, and then that was kind of the, the mm. prototype mm. for Doritos. Uh, next item. You cannot find this amusement park favorite in grocery stores because they cannot provide the extreme cooling requirement to store this item. That's why they're abundant in amusement parks, uh, in their own cooling and customized compartments. Oh. Dippin' Dots. Yes! Yeah. Chris is right. Dippin' Dots, known as the ice cream of the future. Ice cream that is a flash frozen in liquid nitrogen dot by dot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you eat it collectively as separated dots. And when you put it in your mouth, it melts and it tastes like ice cream. It's, <laughs> I don't feel like there really is a extra advantage of having your ice cream come in dots and dots. Form. It's, it's like the astronaut ice cream. It it's is. like the value is the novelty. You don't, well, the astronaut ice cream doesn't need refrigeration. True. Right? True. This it's... requires special refrigeration. Dippin' <laughs> yeah. dots were sent here from the future as a warning. <laughs> like, cream things get now. worse. Yeah. Like, this is your future unless yeah. you change what you're doing. Uh, last question. Traditionally, corn, oil, sugar, and salt together is cooked in a Dutch oven to make what popular snack? Dana. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, caramel? 
No. No. What is it? Corn, corn oil, oil, sugar, sugar and, and salt. salt. Is that in a Dutch corn, oven? Corn, comma, oil? Corn or oil. Corn, comma, oil. Yes. Oh, corn. Uh, kettle, kettle corn? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. that's why I thought it was corn oil. Corn, okay. And I was like, corn, oil. comma, oil. Corn, oil, sugar, and salt would be gross or delicious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, I like, can see how that's that like is some caramel. kind of syrup. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Kettle corn. Yeah. Yeah. In kettle the corn. copper pot. Okay. Yep. A Dutch oven or a kettle. Fun fact. So, you know how. You can buy kettle corn in like the microwavable pouches, mm-hmm. uh, and you put it in your microwave, and you have kettle corn. And you pop them. Uh, that actually does not contain sugar because when you microwave sugar, it will burn really easily. Yeah. So mm-hmm. most kettle corn that you buy for microwavable ke- kettle corn is made with sucralose and artificial sweeteners mm-hmm. because okay. it doesn't burn. Right. It won't just burn up. Ah. Yeah, actual kettle corn is actually really hard to make because you have to keep stirring it mm-hmm. uh, to make that little crust and yeah, have the sugar not burn. Yeah. But hmm. That's one of those great, like, self-advertising foods as well. Like, you know, when Mm -hmm. you're at, like, a county fair and you can just, like, follow the scent all the way back to, where is that coming from? And that is our show about amusement parks. Uh, Thank you for joining me. And thank you guys for listening in. Hope you learned a lot of stuff about, oh, thrill rides and food and Disney and metal albums. And you can find our show on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and on our website, goodjobbrain.com. And thanks to our sponsor, Harry's, at harrys.com. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.